Live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, CAB Incorporated presents Celebrating Powerhouse Women. Now, here's your host, Amanda Pierch. Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X. This is the series that salutes and recognizes women who are making an impact in our community. This morning, I am joined by Sharon Cook of Federal Home Loan Bank of Atlanta. She is the Chief Marketing Officer. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning, Amanda. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Of course. We're going to start out, as you guys know, the series would not be possible without CAB Incorporated. And since 1982, CAB Incorporated has been a distinguished leader in manufacturing and global sourcing, serving a variety of industries, including infrastructure, hydraulics, automotive, and rail with their precision machined iron and steel products. As a woman-owned company, CAB is proud to be the presenting sponsor of this Celebrating Powerhouse Women series. This series is also brought to you in part by McCarthy Building Companies and Cat Rangers. Without further ado, let's dive right in this morning, Sharon. I'm so glad that we get to see each other face-to-face with everything that's been going on in the world. I know you and I have been trying to connect for a while, and the stars finally aligned yes. on this weird Friday the 13th, actually. I know. <gasps> Something good came out of Friday the 13th already, 2020. Yes. Well, let's tell the listeners who are unfamiliar with your role as the Chief Marketing Officer for Federal Home Loan Bank of America a little bit about what you do. Okay, so don't glaze over. I'll try to go really fast because some people fall asleep while I'm telling them what I do. So the Federal Home Loan Bank of Atlanta is a bank for banks. Uh, We serve all the banks, credit unions, and insurance companies in the southeast. So it's uh, six states um, and Washington, D.C. And most of the banks, if you're listening, if there are any bankers listening or credit union executives, you know who we are. Nobody else does. But banks borrow money from us so that they can um, then return lower costs like mortgages to the communities that they serve effectively. Wow. I might sound naive, but I, I had no idea that banks needed to borrow money as they well. Do. I just assumed because they're holding all of ours that they just have infinite amounts. Yeah. Nope. They need to borrow money. So we're sort of like the Federal Reserve, except for we're not... Uh, we're private, so um, and every we don't print, we don't print money. Mm-hmm. People get us really confused. Everything's online, but yeah, banks do so that they can then um, lend money to their communities at, at better prices and mm-hmm. better rates. So we actually bring down the cost of living, you know, as far as mortgages are mm-hmm. concerned and other products, so that you can act, or consumers can right. live their lives. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you said don't glaze over, and I apologize if I, I put you on the spot, but yesterday when you and I were coordinating, you were in the middle of a very high-level project. <laughs> so you're saying don't glaze over, but I am wildly intrigued by if you're able to share a little bit about what type of high-level um, execution you do for this organization. Hmm. Well, I can't necessarily share it yesterday, but I can share that. Um, so I have our um, lobbyist in D.C. who report in to me, and Right now, I know everybody's going to be shocked to hear this, but we have this little election thing that hasn't really settled down, um, settled or been confirmed and decided. And, you know, so we're we're still going on there. And then we also have um, several Senate seats that are open in our district, Mm -hmm. um, two in Georgia Mm -hmm. and then one in North Carolina that was finally determined. So the last several weeks have been a bit chaotic um and then we also still have this lame duck session that's coming and um, there's going to be a lot of things decided about stimulus packages and things like that and that really 
whatever is determined impacts not only consumers but financial institutions in this country and so we have you know 820 financial institutions that will be impacted and so um, our job is to make sure that we're in front of our congressmen and senators um, constantly and and helping our banks and credit unions navigate this environment so Mm -hmm. it's um, every day is different it's a little bit crazy. Um, and then I also have media relations and communications. So mm-hmm. as all of you business owners know, communicating with your employees have been challenging uh, over the last eight months. And so I spend a lot of time, you know, communicating out with our, we only have 320 employees, which sounds small, but they're all over Atlanta, all over Georgia, and then a couple in DC. And so um, some of that can be exciting and challenging all at the same time too. And you're juggling it all. Yes, but I have a lot of really great people that I work with. And that's why I couldn't do it. It's not that just team. me. I have a really great team of people. So very cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for expanding a little bit on that. I didn't mean to put you on, on in a political no, okay. thing, but it's very interesting to me. I'm just learning a little bit about what you do. So let's take it back and we'll take it back maybe to the college days because I'm interested in, um, were you enthusiastic about this world um, all of your life? What kind of led you in this direction uh, when you were in college at Georgia State University? Um, how did you know what avenue you wanted to go down <laughs> and then how did you land where you are today? Well, it's a great question and it's a funny place to start because I do a mentorship program with Georgia State with Women Lead and I just had speed mentoring the other day. So every eight minutes I had a new lady who is in school, um, a young woman or some of them are professionals that have gone back, come and sit and I do air quotes, Mm y'all can't see me, but with me virtually and ask me questions. And I swear to you, every single one of them asked me that same question because they're like, well, they had my bio and they're Mm -hmm. like, we see that you had a journalism degree at Georgia State and now you're the chief marketing officer and how does that translate over? Mm -hmm. So no, I had no idea that I would be in financial services or be the chief marketing officer. And especially at such a complicated um, part of financial services because we're kind of at the top of the financial services um, pyramid, mm-hmm. if you will, um, and and mandated and um, ran by Congress and um, regulated out of Washington. So it's just a little bit more complicated. And I'm not a banker, mm-hmm. but I thought I was going to be a broadcaster. And, and look, look, look at where at you me are now. <laughs> I'm on the radio with you. And then I then I realized I didn't want to work that hard um, because it is a really hard job. Very early on, you know, if there are any broadcasters on here besides Amanda and my right. aspirational self, it's a hard, it's a tough job, especially in the beginning, and you have to work really hard. And so I was like, yeah, I think I'll do something else. And so I did public relations. Actually, worked for Porsche. Um, oh, wow. That was my first internship. As most people know, it is located um, and headquartered in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And so that was an incredible opportunity, and I got to work with lots of celebrities and all that. And see lots of nice cars. I mean, yeah, and I got to drive them, yeah. and it was amazing. Um, and then and then I went to financial services. I didn't have any, um, no celebrities. No celebrities um, Yeah. So then started in financial services, and I've just really stuck with it because it was um, challenging to me because I am not a finance major um, but I really love to learn and it was you know it's not always that easy and cut and dry um, and there's all these different aspects of it so that's really what drew me to where I am Mm -hmm. started with a credit union Lockheed credit Union. It's now LGE and then moved on to CDC for the Centers for Disease Control which I also found equally as intriguing because Mm -hmm. I got to work with a lot of um, doctors and scientists that were working with CDC as my customers and then moved into this with the federal home loan bank so 
I know I never expected to be here, but I really liked the complexity of financial services and how that played into marketing and communications. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then with your broadcast aspirations as yes. well. Now you're in a PR role, that's right. So you can kind of use a little bit of everything that you wanted to do in combination with what you enjoy doing. Yes, and that part's really exhilarating, exciting. Um, I don't speak to the media quite as much now. But uh, the first 10 years of my career at the Home Loan Bank, I spent a lot of time, well, not really the first 10 years, probably the first five years, we were coming out of the financial crisis. And so, that's right. So a lot of my time was spent on Wall Street, uh, speaking to Wall Streeters and people who bought our debt, but also to uh, reporters. And then um, here in Atlanta, reporters, because it was, you know, we're sort of this obscure thing. You know, we're a part of the financial system. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are our sister mm-hmm. GSEs, if people know what that is. But just suffice to say, we help keep the, the financial system in this country running. Yeah. And so when there's a major financial crisis, mm-hmm. you know, they call on us. And um, I spent a lot of time with the media then, mm-hmm. which was interesting because I'm super Southern, if any of you have picked up on that right now. And then I was talking to a lot of New Yorkers. And I'm like, could you just be nice and have manners and not And they probably yell at thought me. you were just sweet as pie. Well, it did serve me well mm-hmm. during those days because I was like, you know, I really am a Southerner and I I'm, I'm really am nice. So they were used to people who argued with them and I oh. just wouldn't do it. something different yeah but it was a lot of fun you mentioned something that kind of stood out to me that you enjoy the complexity of what you do now Mm -hmm. that's unique because I myself am not really a numbers gal I did not exceed in math in fact I failed pre-algebra twice twice thank you (laughs) Uh, analytics I very much enjoy so the complexity of what you do I Mm -hmm. I imagine that that not only um, serves you well in what you do for a living but also in life so talk to us a little bit about how you kind of balance the high caliber role that you have along with your home responsibilities, your own personal um, and mental health in mind as well. And then in addition, because you're also a mom and a wife, mm-hmm. how does all that integrate? It's sort of chaotic. It's complex, but you enjoy yeah. the complexity. <laughs> I do, and I thrive in it. So as it relates to financial services, I mean, it's just, to me, it's a challenge every single day and learning what's going on in the communities. I mean, down to community banks that we serve, what's going on and how people are behaving and what they're doing, all that plays into marketing. You know, it's a behavioral pattern and Absolutely. then you learn how to speak to people and what they want and their audiences. So to me, that's complex. But then on, I'm also the SEC spokesperson, which means Securities and Exchange Commission. So I have to speak on the bank's financials and get a bit detailed at times. And again, it's not second nature to me. And so I love that. So the job is a lot of studying and practicing. The life is, um, I don't know that you can study it. And I think most of my friends, if there's any of them listening, would probably agree to this. Um, I just sort of go with it all the time because nothing is ever completely structured and works out exactly the way that you would like for it Mm -hmm. to you. Um, I have this a wonderful husband who really honestly helps me manage everything and helps with my daughter. We are a very 2020 marriage. How and old is your daughter? She's 10 and a half. Okay. And she's amazing. Way cooler than me. I'm <laughs> way, way athletic and like super, super smart and really loves math. And, you know, like we were mm-hmm. talking about math's not my strong mm-hmm. suit. She, she didn't get that from me. <laughs> but, you know, I would just say, how do I manage it? And I love the complexity and I love it's exhilarating to me, but it's a, a lot of just you know, letting things roll and, and being okay and not trying to control everything way too much. And, 
Um, that's probably the thing that I've learned the most. And then I run a pretty good bit. Um, I exercise every day, yeah. clear my head. That is super important mm-hmm. for me to be able to be successful, but also like balance everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think you answered, you hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, you have the outlined, the fortitude at work, and then you kind of just like fly by the seat of your pants for lack of better <laughs> yeah. terms at home. So it's a perfect yin and yang. <laughs> yeah. I can understand that. Um, you mentioned being a runner and you mentioned that kind of being time to yourself, going along with meditation mm-hmm. and mind-body connection. Um, is that what you do to kind of seek peace and reset? Is that something that you do in the mornings or is that something that you do in the evenings? How do you begin your day? Well, I used to begin it by working out, but everything has changed. And the reason why I did that is because I drive into Midtown every day, and I also travel a good bit because we have, you know, all these states and then D.C. I have an office in D.C. So I used to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and work out, and I pretty much did that my entire career. Um, Now I just do it when I can Mm -hmm. because it's COVID, and I'm at home most of the time. So this morning I, you know, went on a walk and – kind of cleared my head I like to work out better in the morning just Mm -hmm. because I can start my day but it's really just when I can get it in Mm -hmm. and the the beautiful thing about working from home is I can walk and take calls and absolutely you know it's a completely different productivity level uh that I've been before yeah but I really appreciate it Mm -hmm. um and I really appreciate the nice weather that we we've had it's it's gorgeous today gorgeous and I'm so concerned about you know cold weather yeah Yeah. oh well we'll we'll brace ourselves for that I would be remiss if we did not celebrate you today not just today but on your achievement here you were named women who mean business 2020 by the atlanta business chronicles congratulations thank you you so much tell me about that experience and tell me about what that means to you obviously um, it's a great achievement and lots of people are are looking at you in this role you mentioned the the speed mentoring and mentorship talk a little bit about that achievement and I wanted to say Tara Jondal uh, from CAB, the CEO of CAB, actually won it last year. So I feel like I am following in the footsteps of these really incredible women. And Terry is one of them. So congrats to Terry. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was a huge honor. So I was nominated for this actually by my the PR firm that I work with. And um, they asked me, and I was a little bit like, ah, I don't know. You know, I don't know if I want this attention, and whew, it's a lot. Um, and I don't know if I stack up to the women in Atlanta because there's so many incredible women like Terry and mm-hmm. others. I'm not the CEO, you know, I'm the chief marketing officer. So, I, of course, I went through all those things that women do, right, in their head. And my friend who is also um, my account person at um, Jackson Spalding, who is my PR firm, said, no, I think you – I think you deserve this and I think you can win it and we want to put you up and here are the reasons why. So they did. I sort of forgot about it. They wrote up the thing and I was like, okay, whatever, I'm moving on. I got other stuff to do. I can't focus on this. And sure enough, I was so honored to find out that they chose me. And from what I understand, there were about 350 uh, women who were submitted. And then there's this slate of women who are, you know, um, mostly running corporations in Atlanta who then get together and choose out of the 300 who, you know, the 20 women who mean business are going to be for that year. And so I was just incredibly honored to win it. There was actually a banker, Cynthia Day, who is um, the CEO of one of our member banks. So that was great to have another person in financial services. There were a couple of people from Lead Atlanta and then from other uh, large companies and um, I believe Spellman a lady from Spellman. So, I mean, there were just some some pretty influential women who were named this year. So I was very honored 
to have that opportunity. And I think a lot of it for me came not necessarily from my role at the Homeland Bank, but because I do mentor at Georgia State and, um, you know, I went to Georgia State. Mm -hmm. I find it really, really important to support uh, Georgia State and Brunel, uh, which is also where I got my master's degree. I'm very Georgia focused. Mm -hmm. And so it's that. And then I served for, I think, 10 years on and off on the board for the Partnership Against Domestic Violence. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually, uh, PADV serves Gwinnett County, um, Fulton County, this whole Georgia metro area. And I think my work there also contributed to it. So to me, I'm more proud of that really than even my career accomplishments because I feel like I've been able to give back to the community. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, I just, my time ran up at PADV, so I'm off that. But I'm going to continue to do the Women Lead Program at Georgia State, um, which I really enjoy. What is the Women Lead Program? I apologize. I'm unfamiliar with it. So it's it's an educational program that student women um, can go through, um, I believe, for a semester at Georgia State. And I don't know that um, I have all of the facts current, but there is this really... A, there's this really high dropout rate um, for women that are also um, parents and working in in other um, areas that aren't just focused on traditional college students, you know, that are only doing college. Mm -hmm. And so this is an opportunity for women. I mean, I I think from what I understand, like women, some of them even bring their children to class if they have to. So Georgia State just really immerses these women in this program to help them navigate the challenges of being a woman and um, mother a mother and uh, trying to finish college and some of them also are working and so for me as a mentor twice a year they ask us and it's mostly business women um, a lot of us graduated from Georgia State uh, but not everybody and we do a couple of things some of us teach classes we go in and talk to the students Um, twice a year we mentor which is that program I talked about earlier where we do the speed mentoring and um, normally it's in person and so it's literally like speed dating and (laughs) these students choose you and the room is really really hot and you're sitting there and they just keep moving a bell rings (laughs) yes and you're like okay next Um, and by the time it's over like um, a couple weeks ago when we did it and the virtual makes it so much harder and they have these rooms and they can pop in and out virtually Uh, but it was it's really amazing because I learned so much from these women that are up and coming some of them and some of them are already halfway through their you know lives and they've raised children they've come back to school they're just incredible and so it enriches my life too to hear from them and that there were a couple that are just so ambitious and they're they were working on senate campaigns and one one of the um, young ladies this time was like I'm working on this particular campaign and my parents won't talk to me because I've gone to the other party from what they want. So I ended up helping her navigate that Mm -hmm. more than school or anything else. But it was it was enriching for me, too, because I had this opportunity just to help a woman who, you know, was navigating a life issue just like we all do. That's the reality. Yeah, it it really is. So if I could plug, I would say PADV, Get Involved, Partnership Against Domestic domestic violence um, that helps support women and children and then also this women lead program um, in Atlanta if you are a woman and you are not involved in mentoring and helping young women um, come along and be successful in business yeah. yeah and it's rewarding like you said for yourself I can see even in the the off the 
beaten path scenarios where they're seeking different or alternative advice from you outside of their career path, how it's beneficial because you in their eyes have already lived it. Mm -hmm. You've gone through a program at the college and you have an arsenal full of power in your house that you can lend your expertise i'm very curious to to see what a speed mentoring would look like i'm picturing the movies where you see the speed dating like you said and then just trying to like frantically write down notes because i want to absorb everything that the mentor is saying that's a really cute um initiative yeah it's really great and what's what's funny is they're all so smart and they then summarize to you in an email they come back and say here are all the things that i learned from you and I'm like, wow, did I say all those things? Wow, yeah. That made me look really smart. I don't know. Let me I don't say remember this that. So I can remember, yeah, yeah, yeah what I did. Exactly. Before we dive into the next uh, portion of the interview, just a quick word from McCarthy Building Companies. McCarthy Building Companies is a community based general contractor specializing in healthcare, aviation, and education commercial construction projects. They are committed to helping their clients achieve their short and long term strategic goals. The McCarthy Partnership for Women believes that diverse perspectives drive better outcomes, and that's why they're thrilled to support this Celebrating Powerhouse Women series. Diversity is something that we are experiencing so much, especially today. In your field, specifically in the PR and in the marketing or just in the banking world as a whole, talk about diversity and inclusion and how it applies. Everybody has had a really strong focus on this. Um, I, you know, it's an interesting place to come from because I, I have to say that I'm really proud of our bank um, because we've had a strong focus on diversity and inclusion for over a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, truthfully, some of that came out of the administration because of where we sit in the financial services world literally um we were you know our regulator wanted us to start implementing these programs and things like that and so we did but we took it a step further and we have created all of these organic groups for our employees and so we're a little bit unusual we are close to 30 percent african-american 67 percent minority and women Mm -hmm. so it for financial services we are a little bit of a unicorn so our experience is um, different and i'm really proud of that But we spend a lot of time, and and I spend a lot of time actually in my role, um, focusing on how communication impacts uh, financial, I mean, impacts diversity and inclusion. And Mm -hmm. so how are the executives communicating? What are we saying? How do we make that inclusive? How do we get other perspectives um, and bring them in? And and actually, it's so important to me that I I was offered an opportunity to take a course with Yale on focus on diversity and inclusion. It's like an MBA course. Wow. So I've been focused like on this immersive course for the last few weeks, and I've learned so much just to improve on how we can continue to make our organization um, diverse and inclusive. But you know, financial services is difficult. It it was really founded um, by men, Mm -hmm. and it's not of any fault of anyone. Um, And so we've had to. I mean, and I say that because a lot of people are like, "Well, it's a lot of." you know, white guys and all that. Not necessarily true. We're mm-hmm. working really hard to diversify. Everybody in our industry is. But uh, unlike a lot of industries, we really were starting um, probably at a negative place, and we had to move forward. Right. And we're all working really hard to achieve that. And actually, I have to say, um, one of our customers here in Atlanta, um, which is Quantum Bank, not to give a plug, but Brian Cohen, who's their CEO there, has just done an incredible job, um, probably more so than um, a lot of people I know as leaders, and not in financial services, just in general, he has always been really focused on diversity and inclusion. So he's been a great resource to mm-hmm. us. Um, so we've had a lot of our community banks that were doing this a long time ago and who were thinking and 
and trying to be inclusive, not just of women, but of every minority group right. and making sure that everyone has a voice and is heard and plays a huge role in moving our industry forward. So there's a lot. It's a big question. There's a whole lot to still be done. If there if there weren't, we wouldn't be talking about it the right. way that we are. And we wouldn't have had some of the unrest that we've had in our cities Basically, around yeah. the country. Um, so I'm hoping that, you know, all of this has brought positive attention to diversity and inclusion and, and you know, will help bridge relationships so that we can make it all, you know, stronger, stronger and we're together. Yes. <laughs> stronger together. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Well, it sounds like you guys have put some wonderful things into motion, especially over the past decade. And mm-hmm. I tip my hat to you and your organization for the diversity. For someone that might like to get into that industry, because like you said, you kind of you just found your way there by proxy. If someone like specifically wanted to get into a role, how would they go about doing so? What would you recommend that they, you know, go to school for um, financial services? Just mm-hmm. like what would one do? I was a teller in, in um, college at, at Bank of America in Atlanta, and um, I actually was like, there's no way I'm going to stay in financial services. But I worked on in the front line, and front line, it was like so hard, and people yell at you, and it's just really difficult. And Customer service. Customer service, and the general public is difficult. Um, and so I was like, I'm never going to be able to do this, you know? And so then I went to automotive and was like, nope, got to go back to financial services. Totally different worlds. You know? I have learned, I don't know that it's necessarily industry, it's really about who you know and the relationships that you build Mm -hmm. that define your career path more than anything. If you're a hard worker and you're smart and you know the right people that will help you, and not not just right people because they're powerful, right Mm -hmm. people because they're going to speak truth to you, because they're going to help you, they're going to help you navigate the world. I don't know that industry-specific anything matters, unless you just want to be in finance. And if you want to be in finance, you can, you know, go get a finance degree. Mm -hmm. But if you just are interested in financial services, then you reach out, you know, reach out to – there's lots of bankers out there, so – and credit union executives, so there's lots of people you can talk with. Um, Mm -hmm. But I just fell into it um, really because – a friend of a friend needed a marketing person when I graduated at Georgia State and finished my internship. And, and it, the stars aligned. The stars aligned. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was about that relationship. They knew, you know, my path through college and how I had worked and and thought that I had a lot of opportunity. And so they took a chance on me. Mm-hmm. And those are the kinds of people you need in your life. So That brings up a good point, and that's relationship development and retaining relationships. Mm-hmm. As far as participating in community events or networking pre-COVID, obviously, because things are kind of different now. What are some organizations or associations or groups that you've found value in um, continuing to stay connected with? Mm-hmm. Our great Chamber of Commerce does a wonderful job of providing all sorts of events and resources for us. So what are some things that you participate in outside of that or that have found, you have found value in? Up until about I guess six or eight months ago when COVID hit, I was a part of a chief marketing officer group in Atlanta that to me was probably one of the most beneficial things that I have done because it was other professionals like me. Obviously, the chambers of commerce are really good. Um, It's a little different for us because our footprint is, you know, so many states in D.C., so we don't necessarily focus on just one chamber. Um, But I am super local, and um, as I was telling you all earlier, you know, one of my closest friends is um, an executive at the chamber here in Gwinnett and she includes me in a lot of 
activities. And I think, obviously, I think Gwinnett is great. Uh-huh. Not to be totally cheesy, but I do think it's uh, one of the strongest chambers of commerce that I have worked with. Give um, your friend a shout out. Yeah, Alicia Crow, yeah. who is the senior vice president of all things, I think. Um, all things and awesome. If she's listening to this, she's going to think this is funny. <laughs> but she, she does do an incredible job with their events and with networking and it's inevitable every time she invites me to something I know you know 20 people who are there Mm -hmm. immediately and and then it's also just about you know the friends that you have and keeping those networks up typically if you're a professional you're going to have professional friends and you can leverage those relationships and Mm -hmm. it's important to hold on to them and so there's lots of groups but I would say the chambers of commerce um, and then things that are very specific to your industry we put Mm -hmm. on a lot of events for our customers and then we also spend a lot of time in DC putting on um, events and opportunities so that we can meet with our key decision makers so it's really yeah Yeah. it's really focused on the audience that you're trying to reach and build those relationships Mm -hmm. with very nice I want to take it to a lighter side because I've been drilling you about about (laughs) your um, career I'm just so interested in in your success let's talk about some fun things that you enjoy Um, I asked you something silly on this this show sheet and asked you what your favorite time of year was and you said Yes. So tell me what you love doing so much in the springtime, maybe with your daughter and your family, whom you call your tribe, which I think is awesome mm-hmm. because that is absolutely true. You can't do anything without your tribe. Nope. What do you and your tribe like to do? Well, so my daughter plays softball, so I have to say that every spring now is full of softball tournaments and it's craziness and um and and we're in Buford and I love our little community in Buford and so there's a lot around softball and getting out um truthfully I love spring I'm a March baby and my daughter is a March baby oh yeah (laughs) and so when I was a, a kid my mom used to plant flowers in March and so I just have all these fond memories of like going outside and like everything is new and re you know sort of a rebirth of the year and so I've always really enjoyed that. And then when I became a mom, um, because I'm not really good at being home, when it was warm after I had my baby and I was able to start going out and experiencing the world again, right. I was like, I'm so glad I have a spring baby. But I also run. And so it's the same thing because I hate cold weather because mm-hmm. I'm such a southerner. And so for me, again, it's just an opportunity to, yeah. yeah. And so everybody else you know, doesn't like the spring because they complain about all the pollen. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Just take a Zyrtec, go outside. You're going to be fine. So that's probably why I like it. I just feel like it's a a rebirth after you go through this, you know, sometimes long winters and Mm -hmm. right now we might be in a long winter if we're all. I agree. I feel the same way, you know, when you see things blooming and budding, it's just like a a refreshing rebirth, as you said. Yeah, it is. What's your birthday? March March 3rd. Oh, what about you? 16th. My daughter's is the 13th. So almost near, what is it? St. Patrick's Day. You're almost Yeah. Yeah. Got a funny story with that, but I could have totally had my daughter in St. Patrick's Day and I was like, no way. Nope, not having. I know it's terrible, but my whole life, because my birthday is the day before, people gave me green stuff, and I'm not necessarily a green fan. <laughs> then I moved to Buford, and they're all green. I'm like, oh my god, you gosh, can't escape I it. <laughs> and the green beer to top it off. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I want to ask you really quickly. Um, do you have any animals in your tribe? I Are do. you a dog mom or a cat oh, mom? I'm a both mom. A both mom. Much Hopefully to my your daughter chagrin. Helps take um, care of them at that age. She's able to help. Well. Yes, she's probably able, mm-hmm. um, and she's doing a little bit of a job with cats. So, yes, I was really against having a dog inside, but I have a 70-pound golden doodle. His name's Charlie, Aww. and he's amazing. Yeah. Um, golden doodle so sm- so smart. Oh, my gosh, so smart, and, like, the sweetest dog ever. And it's hilarious, though, because he has really poor manners when it comes to barking at others. And so, obviously, I've 
um, ordered a lot from Amazon, and we have a lot of Amazon people come mm-hmm. to the door, and I'm always like, I'm so sorry. Like, he's really... He's doing his job. He sounds ferocious, uh-huh. but if you just pet him, he's going to be he's like, fine. oh, yeah. we're best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also have two cats. They're, you know, only child parents will relate to this. You just seem to accumulate all these animals, and it's... They want um, friends. They want friends. And I'm like, yeah. Well, at least you don't have to pay for college for those friends, okay? I mean, that's true. So it's better. <laughs> it's 100% true. Yeah. Although now she, after she talked me into this other cat, this second cat, we have Max and Otis. And Max actually, I think, might be a girl, but she he's be a Maxine. rescue. Yeah, we're just calling mm-hmm. Maxine. That's a whole revelation we've had lately. <laughs> but anyway, so we have these crazy animals. And now she's decided that, well, she had crabs, but the crabs were boring, so she let them die. And I mean cold-hearted and then uh and then we have a couple of fish and so then she's decided that santa needs to bring her some sort of um spotted i don't know leopard fish? gecko oh and i'm like no i think the cat would eat that i have to draw the line oh, somewhere yeah, sorry. no reptiles no and apparently uh, you have to feed them crickets and, stuff. and oh. they make noises and I'm, oh, no, no not doing it well, let me tell you, if you're looking to add any more cats to your tribe, I've got the perfect <laughs> place for you. All right, and we're going to learn a little bit about Cat Rangers. Can't wait. Cat Rangers is saving lives of cats and kittens one paw at a time. They are the special forces of cat rescue, and all of their felines recover in their lovely home-like center in Buford while they wait to find their forever homes. Cat Rangers is growing rapidly and is always seeking financial and volunteer support. Please contribute by visiting catrangers.org today. Oh, those are our furry friends. Okay, so listen, here's the, here's the best of both worlds. Should your daughter care to get another feline, do not agree. Simply take her to Cat Rangers and allow her to hang out and play with all the dang cats in that house. That's what she can do. It's like having the joy of being a cat mom without all the responsibility. Yeah, like a grandparent. Yeah, sort and you just of. go you just hang out Let's and just enjoy the kit. But should you like to add another to your tribe? I highly recommend that you go visit those kitties. Okay, yeah. No, we're just going to go visit them so we can leave them. I like um, cat rangers. I didn't even know cat rangers. Have you ever? That's no, one of, that's near and dear to Terry's heart. So funny, quick story. And I'm sorry, Terry, if I don't do it justice because I haven't seen the cat room downstairs. My cats. I've heard about that. The cat, okay, so yes. she just loves and they rescue. And there's this big whole elaborate story about this colony. Mm-hmm. And uh, her and Sparrow can tell it better than me. But nonetheless, they've just got the biggest heart for kitties and for service. So she metamorphosized the basement of CAB. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a little kitty hotel type. my daughter's been Cat in it hop. there mm-hmm. you go so god bless those little felines okay hey it has been a joy speaking to you and thank you for letting me pick your brain extensively about what you do i'd like to ask if there's anything you want to leave our audience with uh, a little nugget of wisdom or just um some inspiration or maybe just uh, a sayonara catch me catch me if you can <laughs> um, um, or if anyone wants to connect with you maybe virtually or learn more about what you do I really appreciate being here. It was a lot of fun. Um, I would just say, you know, I love that we have this powerhouse women segment. It's amazing, this show. And I want to say thank you to Terry also for inviting me, but then for sponsoring this because I think it's a really incredible um, opportunity. Obviously, I think Gwinnett County in particular is um, is a great place, and I think we're driving a lot in our state now, um, and that's exciting. So keep doing what you're doing. 
and to all the women out there, you know, stay strong. COVID will end one day. And I know that you're, you're fighting being a mom and working from home and juggling all the things that you're doing and teaching your kids and all that. So just keep powering through because we're, we're all going to make it to the other side of this. So I'm excited to see whenever that is. But thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yes. And thank you very much. And Courtney, if you're listening, you're up next. That's right. Courtney Hershagen. Got a spot for you. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If this is your first time, please join us every Friday at 1130. If you are returning, thank you so much for your patronage. Stay connected with us online at Gwinnett Radio X. You can find any of our shows 24-7 on businessradiox.com. I like to listen on iTunes. Where do you listen to your podcast, Sharon? I listen on iTunes for sure. Yes. All right. And you guys be sure to join us next week. And I have Amanda Pierce and this has been Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X. Mm -hmm.